on by the Clown Cafe, your favorite meals on wheels. The menu is disgusting and it's full of special deals. Nothing here is good for you, so grab yourself a tray. Cause food's a little funny at the Clown Cafe. Drop on by the Clown Cafe. Drop on by the Clown Cafe. Gobble up your order quick before it runs away Cause food's a little funny at the Clown Cafe Alright, so, I mean, we haven't really, really started yet But I figured, um, what might be a good thing to do is to kind of go through the film Just because I think a lot of people on my end anyway won't have watched it and probably never will. So okay. might be a good idea to go through it, kind of explain sort of what happens, and then when we start referring to bits and pieces of it, it'll make a little bit more sense. How's that sound to you? Yeah, that works for me. Um, we could, it might be a thing to do to, after doing that initial bit, um, yeah. maybe swing it back to how you saw the thing or first heard of it or whatever because I think yeah. we'll probably get different um, answers oh, to yeah. it. Uh, it's probably, it, it probably isn't a bad idea to talk a little bit about that right up front then okay. kind of go through the film and then talk about how you know all the comparative stuff you know like the, the more heady, heady yes. stuff but first of all we'll <laughs> go through it it's always fun to hear about you know killings and that if yep. I'm assuming my entire audience is just those two film fans from League of Gentlemen. I just want to hear about the killings, not too much talking. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of who I have in mind. That's who I'm aiming at. So um, Okay, so it'll be like one of those... Um, it'll be like a, a YouTube review of the latest um, Friday the 13th box set. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just... number seven, like, it, one of the kills, like, it's it's like... It's like three frames longer, but mm, you still can't see the screwdriver real well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll consult Blu-rayReview.com yeah. for our uh, <laughs> the slight color grading difference between regions. Um, <laughs> well, we can't we can't do that yet because there isn't a there isn't a Blu-ray of this, as far as I know. No, there, there there's one listed on. Amazon. Oh, I'm sure they've got here. it ready. But, yeah. Well, it says sold out. So I don't... I don't <laughs> or I did when I looked anyway. <laughs> That's probably just your man, uh, Damien... Is it Damien Leone? Like Sergio Leone? Think, or is it just Leone? Yes. Like, like I, an American I think it's Leone. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Leone. I know it's his name, but it's a bit, it's a bit much, isn't it? A bit presumptuous. <laughs> Going around calling yourself a Leone when you're making films. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Should have changed it. Yeah. Should have changed crash. it to like Damien Lyons or something like that. Damien Lyons. Sounds about right. Damien uh, Humble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um alright, well uh I don't know, should we should we kick this off by kind of introducing who you are? Are you are you one to use your whole name on the internet? I try yeah, not that's to, fine. but Okay. Coming live to you from a bunker in rural Pakistan. <laughs> Everyone's favorite. I don't know, how would you describe yourself? You're a bit of a um, 
not a polymath. What, what would you? Yeah, what are you? A jack of all trades. I would argue you're a master yes. of a couple of them. Well, that's that's very kind of you. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, um, uh, I suppose. Um, but I mean, I'm, uh, I'm increasingly, you know, losing any sense of. Well, for one thing, like so, so one of the things I get up to is the kind of um, folksy <laughs> singer-songwritery stuff. And when I started doing that, there was nobody else with my name, and I didn't even want my name. Now there's like three of the cunts, and they're all in the same place. <laughs> so, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And some of them so, have had to put different... So one has now become... Actually, no, I'm not going to say. But they've, they've oh, been using... On. They've been... Well, one has started calling himself Orin Jonathan, or Orin John McMullen. Um, oh, and another AJ. one calls himself... AJ, yes, yes. <laughs> the other one calls himself um, Orin McMullen Acoustic... Which is fine, but... Uh, but, but you do you know. a bit of that. You're mostly acoustic. <laughs> we, yeah, so so I don't know what, what, what the issue would be. Is it that I don't want them hearing something of mine and liking it, and then thinking it's this other one of them? Um, or, or what happens if they hear his stuff, or their stuff, and they do like it, and then they find me, and they're like, oh man, he only is that... They only had that one good song, that guy, or in McMullen acoustically. Have <laughs> <laughs> you heard the rest of his stuff? It's terrible. So, I don't know. so one I don't of know, them, but, uh, one of them might take off, and then you'll end up getting the royalty payments by accident. Well, that yeah, that, that would be reasonable. Um, yeah, that's, also, that's just, a reasonable it, solution to the problem. Yeah, it, it's, it's also a thing. Like my my first thing, uh, properly released, came out in. Uh, in the mid 2000s and so it's quite telling that by now two other people with the same name think nothing of swallowing about with the same name so that tells me that I'm not U2 yet because nobody is going to call themselves <laughs> U2 because because everyone knows U2 um, and I should have been U2 by now by rights in my in my mind <laughs> And I'm clearly not, and I don't think it's on, to be honest. <laughs> that does seem that does seem like a remarkable injustice. Um, it's it's the kind of thing you too should be bringing our attention to if, if they could look out the window for ten minutes. Um, but uh, <laughs> I know. Focus on the problems at home, Bono. Yeah. It's funny about in Africa trying to solve that. No, solve this first. There's a McMullen yeah. here who's who's gone under recognized. Yes. <laughs> Needs a light yeah. shone on him. You yeah, not quite yeah, right. Don't, uh, I, don't, I don't, you know, he, there he is giving his glasses to the Pope. <laughs> Give the Pope a copy of Aaron McMullen's link to Bandcamp or something. <laughs> Give him a QR Give him code a to look code. at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could uh, start calling yourself Aaron Leone, um, you know. <laughs> well, you know, some of the, because I, I'm in a, position now where I don't really have anyone to answer to um, or I don't have to take anyone else's embarrassment into account as much so so a lot of the imagery I produced to go with the thing it's not far off <laughs> some of this stuff that Damien Leone is um, busying himself with whether you know I don't think that will ever emerge into the world but it's it's, <laughs> it's there so you know it's 
<laughs> well, we should probably we should probably mention at this point that we're we're talking about Damien Damien Leone. Oh Jesus, yeah. Fucking Christ, hard to say, hard to say his name. Damien Leone. It doesn't roll off the tongue. He's Damian not Sergio. Leone. Sergio Leone is nice because you got the you got the strong vowel sound right before the L. Holy, yeah, but Damien uh, Leone. It doesn't work. You see, I'm I'm the reverse. I find it quite difficult to say Sergio Leone. Sergio Leone comes out uh, quite easily. Um, I disagree with you. No, so that's the first flaw. Um, <laughs> that's the first. First yeah. flaw we'll be pointing out in Terrifier <laughs> Two is that the uh, the filmmaker has a, a presumptuous name that uh, is difficult to pronounce yes. for me. Um, yeah, that's about as bad as it gets, really. Um, <laughs> what's worse else. though is, is what's worse of those two things is it the Leone or the Damien <laughs> Damien oh, I haven't even gone on to that yet oh gosh yeah. is that his real name do you think do you think he was born Dem- Damien Leone which I, yeah <laughs> there's a name for that phenomenon isn't there where your name somewhat determines what you're what you're going to grow up to be oh, well that is the name um, nominative Nominative determinism. determinism, that's yeah. it, yeah. Well, there's definitely a bit of that going on if his first name is that of the Antichrist and then Leone, so evil director, horror director. Boom, yeah. there he is. Yeah, And somewhere <sighs> in the world, there's a John Klungotz who's like stewing in hatred. That was my yeah, window. <laughs> oh, boy, but yeah, it's, um, it's terrifying too. Is is what we're what we're going to be on about? Yeah, and it's actually the third film featuring yeah. this uh, this villain who has taken the world by storm. Because I suppose it's shocking to people that there's a, a clown who who is also a bit sinister, a homicidal a, a clown. clown who's he's up to no good. <laughs> That's something new altogether. <laughs> but it's blown people's minds. This art, the clown, and um. I mean, yeah, I'm being a bit facetious there. He's he's quite good, I think, as far as horror good. villains go. He's he's good. I like him. He wasn't always played by the same fella, though. That's right. I only learned that um, fairly recently because I'd never yeah. seen All Hallows Eve until until like in the last forty eight hours is when I saw oh. that. Oh, you have seen? Um, See, I still haven't seen that. But that's where he originated, right? That's yeah. That's that. But it's. I mean, he. He is very. He's not very different, but he is not. I mean, if if this performance was the one that carried through, I don't know that it would have grabbed people's. Because he doesn't have the. He's not an actor. Um, I did listen to uh, uh, Damien Leone uh, talking about it, um, and and he, he. he said that it was just a, it was one of his mates, and um, yeah. it would have carried on being one of his mates if if the mate had wanted to carry on doing it. But he said, "Look, I'm not an actor, and I don't really want to do this." And, I'm better than this. So we have, I'm destined yeah. for oh, no, destined for so greater things. No, I'm just. I it's, just it's think that would be so, funnier. Well, the, <laughs> well, again, I, I mean, they, they just keep they keep fucking up all over the place. I mean, we're barely <laughs> two minutes down the road, and they've made a right horse of everything. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it's, but he's but there's a painting, um, at one point in one of the because it's an anthology thing. Um, in one of the stories, there's a painting, um, and the artwork there looks like, you know, the, and then of course the, the original uh-huh. Terrifier short is in there as well. But 
and that's closer to to what we got. But um, for quite a while, he's. You, I mean, you can tell it's 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 someone who's not an actor. He doesn't have that same uh, physical. In fact, I don't know if we can suggest there's a world outside of the podcast but we were talking about Nosferatu not a million years ago mm. um, and it's that same kind of you know jerky weird movement kind of thing yeah. that's there's none of that really in the, oh, that's a pity. In the early thing so the, the makeup even isn't quite there yet the, the mouth isn't quite there um, you know it doesn't have that thing where it looks like his lips have been pulled <laughs> yeah. like he's doing a good see with his face is it, like, it, like it, it doesn't have that yeah. Um, so he definitely but, yeah. came into so, his own when uh, when this new guy took over for the feature Terrifier from what 2016, and this guy's called David Howard Thornton. Yes, I, I, go, I keep. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you remember. I can, I can never remember. I knew it was three names in one. Yeah. But I keep going to say David Thomas Broughton. He was a sort of um, <laughs> folksy electronic uh, artist. In the, maybe still is. Um, I keep thinking well, of him. Oh well, no, I'm pretty sure it's not him. It's um, David Foster Wallace, as as we've said, is uh, the clown. Uh, probably one of the most um, identifiable, not identifiable, but uh, the, the, one of the few recent new horror villains that sort of taken off to the point where you're seeing his face on T-shirts worn by like twelve-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I don't think has really happened for a while, has it? I can't think of well, the last. I, no, the last sort of um, like, iconic I mean, I horror villain. You know, we had the, the, the Freddy Krueger, Creepers and... guy. Maybe really? push base is still a, it's not in the same. Well, maybe briefly, but it's not in the same kind of. You're probably talking like um, uh, what you call her from Ring or something. If you're thinking of like yeah, the last maybe. kind of, but in terms of this sort of thing, um, yeah, I, I mean. Um, been a good scream, long while. Maybe was scream. that the last one? Yeah, well, 90s, you know. So it's, it's been a little while since someone's come along, even though it is sort of a Pennywise type thing. Um, I, I suppose there's there's enough to differentiate them, but we'll, we'll get into all of that, all of that later. But um, yeah, we saw the Terrifier two, both of us, and um, you saw it just just at home by yourself, right? Yeah, I I um I would have liked to have seen it um in a in a cinema just to see what the hell people were were making of it. Um, but it's not showing in no, Pakistan. No, no, <laughs> no. And I walked down the road to um uh to to Moscow, and it wasn't playing there either. Um, <laughs> oh, so, I, mean, <laughs> I know they don't know what they're missing. Um, <laughs> So no, you saw it. You saw it by yourself, which um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's sort of a shame because uh, I mean, part of the reason we decided to have this discussion was partly to do with how how strange it is to see something like this in a multiplex yeah. in in a relatively normal. Like I live in a very boring kind of um, conservative uh, suburb, and. Um, yeah, being able to sit in that in in a theater which you know the screen had been showing uh, whatever kids film is out recently, and then it switches mm. on to Terrifier Two with a bunch of these uh, people sort of in their late late fifties, uh, put the kids to bed for the night and go out to see Terrifier Two. It's, it's quite strange. Going to see some kids getting getting, getting yeah, done in. exactly getting torn to bits. 
Um, yeah, it's a little, a little odd. And uh, I'd also been hearing, you know, when it, when this came out. I mean, I'd, I'd seen the first one, but I still thought of it as, oh, well, that's something for the, you know, the sort of gore hounds, like horror fans mm. online. It's not, hasn't really entered the mainstream yet. And then Terrified 2 comes out and everyone's talking about it. And, you know, I'm getting the old old-fashioned reports of people vomiting and passing out and having heart attacks in the theaters. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it, it made quite a, quite an impact, which is pretty impressive for a film that's had, that seems to have no studio backing or connections or anything, no big names. Um, yeah. Um, to kind of pop up and, and do as well as it has. That's encouraging. That's nice. It is, and, it, and it's nice for a time, um, I guess, to... to to be, you know, aware of this thing that is supposedly causing these extreme um, reactions, uh, mm. and for it actually to to stand up to that, <laughs> because you know every other week there's some new thing on Netflix that people are passing out because of, or you know they they've they've got sick all down their leg because of it, or 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 you know they're coming out in a rash because they can't stand how <laughs> scary it is, and these things are always. Uh, some of them are fine, but, you know, it's a long time since something that... In fact, you'd have to think back... Well, I would have to think back to something like... Not counting the sort of art housey stuff, so Antichrist and things like that. I mean, that was a yeah. big deal to see in a cinema. But in, for, you know, for real people, um, I suppose The Passion of the Christ is... is yeah. You'd have to go back that far to find something comparable. Um, horrible. Uh, where... <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I think Paranormal so, Activity had a lot of that kind of hype too for being so yes. scary that you, you, people were you know completely going backwards. But I think a lot of that was paid for. It didn't seem particularly authentic because you watched that film. And I don't think anyone's really losing their mind over it. I am. But, I am the one person then who who. Oh, <laughs> I was <laughs> fucking petrified. <laughs> of paranormal activity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. dear, oh, dear. I'm Blair Witch, yeah. Yeah, um, those all had that high, but it's been a, been a while since that's kind of happened, and it's sort of happening here a little bit. Again, I don't know if people actually were vomiting, but people left in the screening I saw um, after yeah. one specific bit that we'll, we'll get to later. So I know that that's true. Mm. Um, yeah, so that that's... That's something. That's something remarkable. Remarkable enough to sit down and talk about. Yeah, and it, I, I, I guess I mean paranormal activity is a is an interesting sort of comparison. Anyway, not just because of you know how it came about in the first place, the film, and um, but it feels like they were both reacting to things. That, um, like it feels like. At that, I know there had been a bunch of found footage films between um, Blair Witch and them, but in the middle you had a lot of very different sort of stuff, stuff that's more in line with some of the stuff in Terrifier. Um, mm. So it felt like it, it was a kind of... It felt very refreshing to have something that, that was so minimal and and was, you know, was using sound to scare you. Um you know, bass rumbles and whatnot, and all this sort of mm. stuff. Um, and you were having to look about the screen um, rather than the screen firing everything at you. Um, and I suppose this is something similar in that it feels kind of out of step with what's going on. Yeah. In horror, anyway. Um, and again, it's come from from 
nowhere as, as, as this stuff goes. Yeah, although there are a few examples from this year a lot, uh, this year alone. So maybe it's a post-COVID thing. I'm, I'm not sure what's going on, but you know, uh, we have X and Barbarian and stuff yep. like that, which is a lot more um, kind of graphic and splattery than we're than we've been used to with all the um, quote-unquote elevated horror. You know, things like. Midsummer, the witch, and stuff like that. Yeah. It, fo- it follows, you know, all of these things that were uh, trying to make it a bit more sophisticated. And now it seems like we've almost jumped, jumped back, remembering. Oh well, you know, it was fun to throw a bunch of pig guts around and <laughs> not think about <laughs> it too much more than that. You know, well, that is one of the um, the things that that keeps getting that people keep saying is that it it's a throwback. Um, I'm finding myself sometimes wondering what it's throwing back to but anyway we should yeah. so, so do you want to do you want to um do you want to do the what, do the thing what, yeah i think we should probably thing. yeah just in case because i'm assuming that a few people at least people i know are the kinds of people who will be aware of its existence and just never either never bother to watch it or never want to watch it um i was surprised the amount of people uh, who I saw, people I know, who were talking about it and saying, oh, I'll never watch that. I heard about a scene in the first one where he, you know, hacksaws yeah. a woman down through her through her hoo-ha, and um, that's outrageous and sick and wrong and banned the sick filth. And I'm like, a bit surprised, honestly, that, the you know, uh, the kind of company I keep would, would be thinking things like that. And then here I am saying, oh, I quite like the first Terrifier. I thought it was all right. And then feeling yeah. a bit a bit like a pervert for um, for being on that side of it, wanting to defend it. I don't think um, the first one or the second one, for that matter, are amazing. Um, I wouldn't rush out to recommend them to anyone, but um, it's become a bit of a cultural moment, for better or worse. So I think it's uh, worth talking about. And for those people who won't watch it, uh, we might as well just kind of go go through it. Now, bear in mind, yep, you don't okay. need. Um, you don't really need to have seen the first one in order to understand this or appreciate this one. In fact, I'm pretty sure no, I've read people saying that they hadn't seen the first one, but they watched this and had a good time. Yeah, and beyond that also, I've heard people say that not only did they not see the first one beforehand, but they have no intention of watching it afterwards either, <laughs> even though they really liked <laughs> this one. Yeah, which so, uh, I think they're doing themselves a bit of a disservice there because I think the first one probably I'm not sure I'm not sure if I can decide whether it's better or not, but it's certainly more concise and a bit more um, yeah, it's a lot tighter. Like you know, one of the well, biggest, it's, sorry, one of the biggest criticisms of this one is that it's probably about an hour too long, <laughs> at the very least half an yeah. hour too long. Yeah, it's like it's got the um, the T two. T2 disease where <laughs> you know you get this really tight um relentless kind of pursuit slasher thing followed mm. by this insanely bloated um uh, you know uh, but uh, i mean uh, i guess in the in the case of um the first T2 with Arnie um mm. it was insanely bloated but also it had this massive sprawling narrative which this doesn't really have a, a lot no. of the time it's it's bloated by very little <laughs> so yes it's, it's, it's just like, a tra- uh, trapped wind i mean i, I yeah, think yeah, yeah. yeah i think we both um, said to each other at various points that 
it feels like this uh, Damien Leone has been working on the script for a while, and, and especially due to the COVID lockdown, because it got interrupted by that. The uh, shooting got interrupted by COVID, and I think during that time he kept coming up with, oh, and then I'll do this, and then, oh, what about this? And, and I think he threw it all in. Didn't really... Uh, it feels like it made, uh, sort of 2.5, you know, like, it, like it's got some extras yeah. that it probably shouldn't really have had. Um, with little plot points that start, and then he doesn't quite know what to do with them. Um, do you, we'll, do you we'll, think we'll, is we'll it, get to um, all of that. Well, yeah, maybe maybe we should just um, do... We should just do the thing. What it is, and yeah. then we don't... Because otherwise, <laughs> it's going to be three hours and we'll be like, <laughs> so anyway, so it's about this clown, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yes. All right. Well. All right. Let's get to it, um, ladies and gentlemen. Or mime, I suppose. That's that's the thing. He's a mime, isn't he? He's a yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking like it's a mime artist, isn't it? But you can't be a mime. You know, like a like a you're not like a mime is is making a gesture to suggest something else. So if you, you do that, then you're a mime artist. And <laughs> again, as somebody you should bring up uh, to, to, we've got a few things. We will, I'll keep notes of what we should be bringing up when we talk to Damien um, about his flawed creation. Yes, and you know, make sure he's um, he's wearing his his heavy coat because he's going to be here for a while. Because uh, we've you know, he's, he's got... <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're collecting receipts, as they would say. Um, all right, Terrifier Two then. It begins now. I may be misremembering some of this slightly. I've tried to. Uh, I looked at the synopsis to try and refresh my memory of what happens when. But basically, we start where Terrifier One ends, which is him having been ostensibly killed at the end of Terrifier One. He is then suddenly resurrected and uh, goes apeshit on his um, coroner, the person who's doing the. Autopsy yes. and uh, kills him. That's more or less how Terrifier One ends, I think. Um, now, I don't know if it's ever specified how he resurrects. Like, is he? He seems to be more or less mortal in the first one until the end. Yes. And then when I read an interview with Mr. Leone, he says. He's uh, resurrected by by an unknown entity, and I don't. But I don't think that's made clear in the in the film until this no. one. No, I, I think it's that kind of. Um, I, I suppose it's like it's 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 like how um, in the original Halloween, most yeah. of the time, Michael Myers behaves like a human. Yeah. Until he doesn't, but when right. he doesn't. It doesn't. You don't. You don't care why he doesn't. It just makes yes. sense. It makes tonally. It makes sense. And um, so yeah, I am. I am fine with that. By the way, I, I'm fine with that. Uh, with art being supernatural. I mean, by by now we know for sure that he is. And throughout the second one, we know for sure he is. I guess my question was: Was he always though? Like in the in the first yeah. one, was he from the start, or was he just a bloke who then got killed and now he's? been resurrected and is acting in service of some kind of entity because there is something to suggest yeah, that a bit later on but so much of it like I'm, I'm struggling to remember it in terms of <laughs> this scene followed this followed this because it, it had this hazy kind of fuzzy dream sort of 
logic and things yeah. seem to have significance, but I'm struggling to think what the significance was. Like this magic sword and oh god yeah somehow well that's that's, uh, that's coming up later but yeah there's a lot <laughs> a lot going on with there's this a magic lot of sword stuff that you, yeah i i think i think i think generally uh, I, I i don't know that anything can be traced back very far um I, I, <laughs> like as in this happened because of this thing that happened over here um, yeah it seems to be establishing a kind of lore or acting as if we should be kind of familiar with this lore of this this character and then this family um but it, it does sort of just dump it on you a little bit uh which is fine which is you know i don't mind so it begins with him waking up from from the dead and uh going apeshit on this uh coroner so that's the first scene of this yes. movie is him I guess if you hadn't seen the ending of the last one it might be a bit odd to just have a clown suddenly attacking um, a morgue worker um, although then again re remembering the ending of the, the first one I think it's kind of fair enough because that, that coroner seemed like a bit of a dick <laughs> Yeah, wasn't he talking mentioning something about eating sandwiches because he's oh I'll eat sandwiches while I'm doing my autopsies because fuck them they're dead and stupid yeah he did yeah, he he doesn't. Yeah, absolutely. Not um, a respectful, not a respectful uh, person. So I don't mind him uh, getting what's coming to him, honestly. Yeah, it's 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 high time, if, yeah. if you ask me. It's 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 well overdue. Yeah. Um, so we're we're no more than what uh, thirty odd seconds into the film, and he's getting his head bashed in with a hammer, and uh, his brain comes out. Yes. Well, that, as as far as I remember, that's that's how art. The clown leaves us at the first one, and at the end of the first one. Yes. But then there's the other, there's another business with um, one of his victims, I suppose. Yeah. Well, so so he um, he kills his coroner, and he seems to kind of in a the mummy sort of fashion be taking bits of him to fix his own bits, right? So Art yes. has lost <laughs> an eye, so he takes the coroner's eye, I think, and shoves it into. Yes. His socket. Shoves it. <laughs> yeah. So he's able to do that. It establishes that that's something he, he can do. Um, and then he, he pops off uh, to the uh, to the laundromat to, to clean his clothes. <laughs> yeah. So he, I love he goes. That scene, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a great scene. He, he goes into this laundromat. There's just one sleeping fellow uh, on the chair, and he gets uh, he gets bullet naked. Um, yeah. Although you don't you don't see his dick, which is no. which is kind of a shame, I, I think, because they could have done something pretty funny with that. Well, it is, but well, that's that's worth coming back to when we get to the other. Um, there's there's a dick later on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um... but, but I think it's 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 kind of it's like whenever the, when when I would read people talking about this you know it's a throwback to um you know the slashers of of this sort and, and it's like well i don't really see that if it resembles those films it resembles the ones that are kind of atypical so it's more like mm. texas chainsaw massacre 2 than it is you know friday the 13th or something but yeah. the ways in which it does feel like a throwback are the ways in which for example um it makes very grotesque spectacle of gender ambiguity which it does quite forcefully in the first one and it still carries through yeah. but you know regardless of whether or not that's anything we should be encouraging at this particular point 
it, I mean, it, it works as the current. So it's kind of so I'm kind of glad that they didn't. Um, well, I mean, it's not so much just um, just gender ambiguity. I was thinking of a of a of a dick because I was wondering if his dick might have a similar clown kind of face on it. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, it sort of doesn't matter. I mean, that's another thing I thought when you're seeing him take his clothes off and you see this kind of very normal body underneath it. Um, I, I was I almost didn't like it. I was like, I, I don't feel like he's supposed to have clothes. You, you sort of want it to be him you know rather than him having like yeah. a kind of normal normal human body underneath um well, I I suppose mind, the first yeah. film the first film starts with him putting on makeup and with stuff him putting on stuff yeah yeah, yeah. but in I this one the he, of him pulling the gloves on yeah but in this one he doesn't remove you know any of his uh mask or right, anything yeah. like that so that you know i don't know but, but anyway he's he's there naked now uh just sitting in this laundromat covered in blood and then he sees uh, this this little girl with similar yes. clown makeup. She's referred to as the little pale girl in everything I've read. I don't think that's ever said in the film, but a lot isn't said about her in the film. Um, but she's sitting over there looking all creepy. I think she looks great, actually. I, I think that's a good yeah, a good yeah. looking creature. I, I, yeah, definitely. I, I, I think that, that works. You um, can imagine her uh, at, you know, all the horror conventions next year with you know, woman in their late forties trying to dress up like that, but but she looks good because she's. Uh, she, I mean, I don't know how old the actress is, but she can't be very old. But she's got it down. That that kind of uh, yeah. She's basically a little version of him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Later, we find out that she was his first victim, right? Yes, that's right. I, but it yes, appears that she's uh, a sort of. She might be the entity. Or host to the entity anyway that's kind of controlling him that seems that that's my interpretation of what happens later on anyway uh but mm-hmm. for now sorry i'm getting ahead of myself for now she's uh, sitting in the laundromat and she does a does a shit a, a watery shit is yeah. what is what there's no other way of describing it inside it was inside in some state and it comes Spilling out. It comes spilling out, and and he laughs at that. And he's, then, he's amused. He's amused by that. I was amused too. <laughs> I, I mean, that's a, again, it's a solid way to start off your film. We're no more than two or three minutes into the film, and we've had a uh, brain being bashed in, eyes gouged out, and uh, a little girl, a naked clown, and a little girl doing a big shit on the floor. Yes. So uh, you know, it's starting. <laughs> it starts off promisingly. <laughs> Is what I'm saying. It does. It does. Um, I'm just wondering, as this goes on, how many registers are we appearing on? <laughs> with every with every minute that passes, we're showing up somewhere else. <laughs> somewhere else is saying these two will not be allowed in this space. <laughs> like it's, it's, well, I've just got myself gonna... banned from every horror convention for making fun of most of its attendees. They're not paying attention. They're too busy trying to get this bladder thing that they've made out of a fucking hot oh, so water they, so bottle. They can like a, yeah. So, so they so can, can shit at the horror convention. I see, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I hope that doesn't become... That's not the most identifiable thing about her, that she does this shit, but I do feel a bit bad for the no. actress, you know, in her presumably first screen role, and she's introduced by 
doing a shit. Like that. Well, the thing about also about the horror convention ones is they do shit. Uh, and lots of them will refuse to shit anywhere else. So but by the time they... Um, they save <laughs> it up. You know, they save it up, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, heard, I've heard ones talking. I've heard them talking about it in harsh tones. <laughs> Um, yeah, they start tilting as the year goes on, and they're sort of by the end, their heads down at their feet, and, and you know, just you know, uh, ready to they, unleash. Yeah, <laughs> as, as soon as they know Robert England is within like three miles of them, then things start happening. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, this this girl does a shit. He laughs. Then they she comes over to him, and they start playing that um, what do you call it, patty cakes? Patty cake, yeah. Yeah, and that's nice. Then this uh, civilian who's been um, sleeping wakes up and looks over, and he, all he can <laughs> see is uh, this naked clown covered in blood, yeah. uh, miming patacates with no one. So he can't see this little girl, which implies at that point that she's in Art's head. Yeah, but so there's later like a on, whole... yeah, later on we we find out different, but that's a little bit vague. We'll come to that later. Uh, it's like there's that's... layers of supernatural-ish stuff yeah. and psychological stuff, and everyone seems to have their own sphere, including him. Yes, uh, including including the villain. Uh, that's right. A it's, little it's, muddy, yeah. but we'll get there. We, we we haven't even got to the credits yet. The opening <laughs> credits. Um, so I, I think I don't remember exactly what happens, but it's a pretty. A quick cut, and that civilian who saw the naked clown is now uh, now dead. He's been killed. Yes. Credits. Yeah. Opening credits. Here's what you're in for. Uh, Terrifier two, and it's a '80s style credit sequence. Yes. That, that's Which, one thing you know, that. I, well, see, I that noise you just made. Oh, that, that that's <laughs> the noise that I also make when. When uh, so when the first one um, started, and it's got a similar kind of, well, maybe more early eighties, late seventies, even maybe feel to some of it. Yeah. But yeah, I did the same thing. I was like, oh, uh, here we go again, yeah. again <laughs> with this thing. Um, mm-hmm. But then I was pleasantly surprised because it kind of it didn't really lean into that all that much certainly no, not, not as much, much as I read people saying that it did um, mm. uh, it's it's here and there uh, yeah but yeah so 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 we're but there's we're an 80s the, credit sequence and yeah. here we are and then we are introduced to the uh, I suppose the victim family the central family to this uh, to this yeah. tale which features a, a teenage daughter uh, probably around 18 or so uh, mm-hmm. a younger brother called Jonathan, who's like an archetypical widow kid. Right? Yes. He, he's, yeah. he's the kind of kid who people are worried about. Uh, well, we'll get to that in a little bit. I just learned today that he is played by that kid who does interviews with metal bands on YouTube's. YouTube's. Oh, really? On YouTube. YouTube's. Yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've seen him. He's like a kid who interviews like Corpse Grinder from Cannibal Corpse. I think the channel's called Little Punk People or something like that. Wow, well, well, it makes sense, I suppose. Um, yeah, that's a little claim to fame. He's a little older now, yeah. right? But yeah, uh, that's him. And uh, then the mom, who, 
you know, she's really given it her all, that, that actress. I, I, I really admire it. Um, yeah. And then their dad is dead. I don't think we find out straight away why he's dead, but he, but he is dead. And uh, this, this girl, the daughter, is the main, main character, I suppose. And she's making a costume uh, that's sort of like a almost Wonder Woman type breastplate with uh, wings on the back of it. Yeah, it's like um, it's like it's like uh, Xena warrior princess. Yeah. If if, if the mythology was Judeo Christian instead of wherever <laughs> I, I can't remember what what uh, mythology Xena. Yes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It must have been. So so <laughs> it's it's got a kind of um, archangel sort of look to it a bit. Yes. Um, and she says, I don't know if she says it at this point or later, but she says, oh, well, this is a costume my dad drew of me. Like, he drew, drew a character with uh, in this costume, and it was supposed to be me. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, especially when you see it later, I'm thinking, like, all right, dad. It, it's a bit odd like to draw your daughter in this uh, very yeah. buxom, revealing uh, costume. Yeah, maybe he's dead, as in... <laughs> You know, he's 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 dead. Okay, he's it's just he's dead. That's it. He's dead. <laughs> well, I the saw mom him, doesn't seem especially bothered. See yeah, the mom doesn't <laughs> seem especially bothered with him being gone. Like, well, you know, the the, yeah. the younger brother mentions him all the time, and the mom's off oh, for fuck's sake, Jonathan, shut up about that. He's gone. You know, <laughs> maybe yeah. yeah, maybe that was because uh, he kept drawing his daughter with her tits out. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> It was a bit. He got exiled from the family. He's he's gone. He's dead to us. Let's put it that way. As far as we're concerned, he 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 bothers the earth no more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's actually there. There's a there's a t- detail in the anthology film, um, All Hallows Eve. The middle story. I say story. The thing that happens. Second, um, uh, has this painting of Art the Clown. Um, mm. Although it's covered with a sheet for a while. Um, but it opens with the lady, I don't know if it's his wife or um, what, whatever. Um, but she's on the phone to someone and she's saying about how, yeah, he just he got up and he, he made this painting. Um, and it's going to be part of the exhibition, but he doesn't know where it came from. He just he just woke up with this image of this clown, and and mm-hmm. now this painting is here. So so, I would doubt there's any link between the two things, but clearly that idea is yeah. something that he. Yeah, because a bit later on, we find out that their dead dad has been drawing things like Art the Clown, and I think he's drawn he's drawn tits again because you, you see he's drawn the killing the vagina killing from the first one. That's right. Drawn yeah. in his boat, so he's drawing tits. He's drawing he's drawing clowns, and he's drawing his daughter in a very revealing outfit. He's drawing attention to himself in ways yeah. that I think he should you know he should really be. <laughs> Well, luckily, he is dead. And uh, yes, um, but but yeah. So they, they have this, you know, this relatively um, normal, dysfunctional family. You know, the daughter is eighteen; she's on the on the cusp of womanhood. Uh, the brother is a little psycho. He's going on. He wants to dress as Art the Clown for Halloween, which the daughter finds yes. very distasteful because Art the Clown killed nine people last year. Don't you know? Um, yeah. But at this point, the mom just couldn't give a shit. She just goes, oh, no, it's fine. 
It's fine. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, so that was normal. Yeah, it's totally normal for my my little kid to be <laughs> wanting to dress up like a homicidal clown that struck yeah. last year. Um, I don't think that it's would really be on. That's whatever. Oh yeah, here we go. He's he's making us watch the Marion Dora trilogy again for <laughs> for a family movie. It's night. just a thing. It's just a yeah. thing. They, it, these things come and go. It's TikTok, and you know, it, it's you know, last it was Pennywise, and before that it was now it's no limits fun. And now it's <laughs> yeah, you know. leave your brother alone. He's posting on Ogreish again. Um, yeah, but she she doesn't seem to care at this point. Uh, Whereas the daughter is very, um, you know, a, a little bit, a little bit Mary Whitehouse about it as well. She's like, oh we god, good? he's yeah. such a freak. Look at this freak. Meanwhile, she's making a costume for herself that I don't know. I mean, her dad drew it for her. So anyway, it's, uh, <laughs> that's their family. It's, it's, that's their, it's, that's their it's, family it's, dynamic it, at this point. Um, and they live. In, they seem to be quite well off as well. As, oh yeah, I guess as, families as most, always are in these things. Yeah, most horror movie families tend to live in like a nice big two-story house, at least. Yeah, um, yeah uh, pretty well off. So dad didn't leave them in the lurch. Uh, presumably, he made a lot of money uh, with his drawings. Well, there was probably a uh, a laundromat somewhere. Maybe the one at the start. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> the, the, the laundromat was being used to launder this money, um, mm. which is why. Art shows up there with this wee girl at the start because because that's what they're saying. It's like yeah, it's all making sense now to me. <laughs> it's, it's starting to come together. It's starting to come together. Uh, it, then uh, so as far as I remember, that all happens. We get introduced. The mom's swearing. You know, she's she's like someone out of flea bag and she's swearing. Yeah. She's squeaking wine and she she's a little bit at odds with the rest of the the film, which I quite like. She's she's a bit. She's quite full on. I yeah. appreciate that. Anyway, she's not a passive, docile, you know, mother character who can't be asked with any of it. She's sort of going, "Oh, for fuck's sake, kids! You, you're yeah, that's you're that's shit. actually you're annoying." I don't think I, I recognize that for how kind of refreshing it is. She's got she's got more to do than most horror movie parents, unless the movie yeah. is about the parent, like you know, your Babadooks or your well, Rings or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's got a bit more to do. I quite liked her. Um, and then I think from pretty soon after that, you know, the daughter's going, ah, stop going on about Art the Clown, you weirdo. And then she goes to sleep and has a dream instantly about clowns. Yes. <laughs> now, this bit, I don't, know, I don't know what the general reception to this bit has been. Um, and I'm not sure what you thought of it. I, I thought it was quite good. This whole clown this cafe the, um... bit. Yes, uh, th- th- this is the bit with the with the lots of gunfire uh, at the end. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, but it begins uh, begins with her uh, being trapped in this. I, I think it, I think she's watching a commercial on TV or something like that, and then she seems to get sucked into it. And this commercial is for a clown cafe, which uh, looks yes. like a kind of food truck. With a, a woman in clown makeup playing the ukulele, and then all these other people kind of yes. singing along, um, and then we get um, lots of lots of 
again, lots of children, uh, mm-hmm. and um, lots one of one kid. Yeah, one kid in particular eating bits of glass from a cereal packet. It looks like from a cereal. Yeah, and with all demon eyes, if I remember correctly. I think he gets um, those later on because uh, we come back oh, right, to okay. the clown cafe later. I think the clown cafe is sort of like the you know in Juggalo lore, the the dark carnival. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think this is it because it does appear later to be some sort of clown hell dimension. But um... well, that, that's that. Just on that, that's one thing I did like about this as well was that it did not confirm where magnets come from at any point. Yes, <laughs> it, it didn't tell us how they work. Um, no. it it barely even mentioned magnets uh, at all. So so uh, <laughs> there were times when you know when a lesser film would have done. But um but yes the the clown cafe bit. I I by that point to be honest with I was I was feeling like because I mean we this is something for when we sort of circle round again. But um oh yeah strap in folks we I, got, we got a lot more to do. <laughs> I, I was, I, I did not know what the hell to make of, of the kind of talk surrounding this film because that that that, that I was reading or or hearing because it made no sense to me um, because I was judging what I was hearing against what I saw in the first film. So by this point in the second one, I kind of. I was like, all right, okay. Well, this is I, okay. Well, I understand this. I mean, the, yes, this is ludicrously um, tasteless, and it's like uh, it's it's being gleefully, uh, uh, you know, it's 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 uh, whatever taboo it can get hold of. It's it's going to you know have it's, it's going to have its fun with um, in in very. So what you're referring to here is the the bit where he shoots everyone up. Yeah. Yeah. But when that happened, I was like, okay, well that. That was actually, uh, you know, I, I get why, why people would talk about this film in this way if this is what we're dealing with, because yeah. I mean, it, yeah, on, on paper this is, uh, but as well, yeah, she, happens, so she, in the- she's in this uh, this clown cafe thing. Just to just to explain how that comes about, she's in this clown cafe yeah. thing. They're all talking about art as if he's some sort of celebrity. Then he appears, kind of waving, uh, doing silly things, and being a clown for a bit, and then all of a sudden whips out a tummy gun and. Uh, shoots everyone, um, yeah. which you know, seeing this uh, at a cinema in in America on Halloween Eve, um, yeah, that that's uncomfortable because we get we get quite a lot of that sort of thing going See, on. See, that's yeah, that's that's something too I, much. I would say, I would say too much. We get too much of that, and th- um, a, it's yeah. got a bit out of hand. I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's not very good. And but it, yeah, it's, it's always a little more uncomfortable um, seeing something like that. It's not the most graphic part of the film by any means, but yeah, it's something a bit like if I were a filmmaker, I would think twice about putting something like that in because I don't know it just feels a bit like ugh, you know, not really well, necessary. Yeah. But but I'm assuming it was a callback to that bit in the first film, which which is quite good. Um, and I think it drew a lot of people's attention where he's sort of getting a bit fed up. You know, he's a normal clown slasher with knives and whips and big blocks of wood and stuff like that, but he gets a bit fed up when his victim is sort of getting the upper hand on him. So he just whips out a... It turns out he's he's strapped. He just whips out a pistol and shoots her. Um, Yes. Which I thought was quite, quite funny in that film and, you know, nicely subverts your expectations there of a, of a slasher 
I, so I'm thinking that this was maybe a callback to that a little bit, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure I, I loved that bit, but the sequence itself I thought was quite, you know, surprisingly artistic for, um, yeah, for something like this. Yeah, I, I quite liked I, it. I, yeah, I, I never, I, I didn't. That that didn't actually uh, occur to me. Um, because yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, I can, yeah, that I mean, that's that. As you say, it's it's um, it it. There's a lot of it in the the actual air outside of the cinema um so so if the if the stuff that was in the first film that i found impossible to make sense of in terms of how people were talking about the sequel um but then if that stuff by the time it has arrived in this has become this so it's it's not so much that it's that that horrific hyper like like that really realistic um, brutality that we're talking. We're just talking, mm. tra- transforming that into really bad taste. <laughs> but 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 which, which was there originally anyway. But um, without quite so so intensely, um, with a more sort of dream kind of logic. Um, yeah, and a, more of a sense of someone just you know having a laugh with how far. Yeah, I, I didn't mind it in theory. I, I don't. I don't actually think it's you know like a wrong thing to do. But yeah, seeing it in a theater in in the US, yeah, it did make me. It just made me. It is hard not to think like, oh god, yeah, that's something that has happened in cinemas like this, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, you know, but the rest of it I thought was was quite quite nice and quite fun. Um, and then, so the way that scene ends, right? Is she? because she's in this dream sequence and she's still alive and then she whips out he's about to flamethrower her I think with some you know with the old deodorant trick or whatever and then she whips out the sword which reflects the flame and then she wakes up and her room's gone on fire because the sword is the sword that her dad made for her again don't know what's up with this guy he's drawing pictures he's making swords I but he's made a he's made her a sword for her costume before dying, and uh, that sword is there. But her whole costume goes on fire. And, yeah, and the and, sword, if I remember, is there's a lot of ashes and stuff lying about, and, and yeah, it's and the sword is un, unscathed. Yeah, yeah. Which I was thinking at the time because she points that out. She's like, "Oh, the sword is totally fine." And I'm like, "Well, it's metal." Wouldn't, it wouldn't be affected by fire that much, would it? Yeah. But, but maybe I just no. don't know. It didn't surprise me that it was fine. I didn't think there was anything magical about it. Well, no, because um, because the other thing is her dad was a perfectionist uh, in all areas. Um, so so um, well, of course, yeah. It's um, <laughs> he, he, yeah, he, so, did, so he didn't manage to make her this costume though. He made the sword, but he couldn't make the little fairy wings. <laughs> Anywho, so, she wakes up and her mum comes in and she's like, oh, for fuck's sake, you've only gone and set the room on fire. You stupid fucking... <laughs> I, I don't know what to do with you. Yeah. What's, what's a mother to do? Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah, so, Jonathan's asphyxy-wanking to... <laughs> to murder set pieces over the next room. And, oh, what's a mother to do? She's setting the room on fire with her magic sword, and but then the, yeah, the mum's just exasperated. She just sort of goes, oh, "Fine, I'll I'll sleep on the couch. You sleep in my room then." And that's yeah. the end of that's the end of that. 
Um, that's as much. <laughs> that's about as much as you get from that. But we get the we, we, what we're told is that the sword might be uh, might be powerful somehow, or have yeah, some kind of something. magical properties. Um, yeah. Then I think the next thing that happens is they go to school the next day. Uh, so we got you, you got a nice horror movie high school scene. Um, the weird kid Jonathan. I know, you know, the sister's going on about him being a total freak, but gosh, he met his fucking friends. Yeah, they're 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 a handful. They're all because well. um, he, he goes up got, to see them. Yeah, and uh, he's like, "Hi guys," and they're like, "Hey, look at this," and they're like poking and bullying this yes. dead opossum. <laughs> they, and they're, they're like the the yeah. fucking like a young toe tag productions. <laughs> I think they're they're gonna go they're gonna go places, but it's not gonna be good. Oh, tag tots. Yeah, the, the only the only thing about um, you know, as a, I suppose, an other thing that tells you this is operating in a different. It, I mean, in the first film, they would have had their phones out, wouldn't they? They, they would have been they would have been yeah. recording it and and poking it and and making it say funny things. Um, yeah. And, and none of that, but but they, yeah, because there aren't they like um. That's all like lifting See, its wound up and like exposing the maggots and guts and stuff, yeah. and they're just like, "Look at this stupid fucking possum." I'm, I'm, it's in my head. It's merging uh, with the most recent Halloween. Well, um, I haven't seen that yet. Uh, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be in any great rush to <laughs> to, to to fix that. But um, I mean, obviously, David Gordon Green was given all his attention to his performance as Art the Clown, and that's why he um, he he ended up making this Halloween that was so. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah, this, these yeah. triple barrel Davids are <laughs> very busy at this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, but that has a similar. And even in, in that film, I'm confusing two different narrative threads. Um, but there is a young, a youngster who's uh, a bit like the young brother in um, Terrifier. Yeah. And then there's an older fella who is treated like that. So he's the kind of person who, when he shows up, I'm, I'm almost certain there's a scene where there is like roadkill or something, and people yeah. are saying, "Oh, you'll like this. Come on over." I'm not sure that there is, but if there isn't, it, it could happen because it's he's that kind of character. Could, could feasibly happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, yeah, it does happen here. Teresa wanders over and there they all are shoving at this dead opossum and um, that, and presumably they went on to become the three guys, one hammer folks, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty disturbing. Like, I, I, don't, I mean, I remember like coming across Roadkill or whatever, but you'd all be like, ugh, like, I don't want to go near it. Do you want to go near it? But whereas they're like getting right yeah. in there with a with a stick, fucking horrible little bastards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, uh, and then they try yeah. and make some girl look at it. They're like trying to, that's, that's they're right. like, oh, hey, uh, you know, whatever your name is, Linda, come over, have a look at this. And she's like, oh, that's disgusting. And they're like, no, it's good. <laughs> something wrong with him <laughs> no, it's not Jonathan who's the problem it's, it's these it's fucking Fred Vogel and crew anyway but that's only there to set up um, something that happens in I think the next scene yeah. uh, these friends are never never heard from again presumably <laughs> They went off to become the Denny Propertov's maniacs, and uh, 
They were far too busy um, to be occupying themselves with Art and his, his little little girl ghost friend. So, uh, so they went off to big, great, bigger and better things, you know, making August Underground and all that. Uh, <laughs> all right, I've, I've labored that, that comparison enough, I think. Little psychopaths is what I'm saying. Little fucking ne'er-do-wells. But anyway, I think the very next scene, this this dead opossum pays off because Jonathan is wandering the halls, and it might be a bit mean to to, to make fun of this kid, right? I'm not, I'm not going to do it too much, but there is one shot where he's wandering the halls and he hears a noise and he sort of like you know cranes his neck to sort of see what's going on. He's got a very long neck. This kid it looks a bit like a turtle. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, I, I like the kid. I thought he did. I thought he did a stellar job, but I very vividly remember thinking that oh, he's he's kind of a little total thing going on poking his head around the school. It's because he's he's been hanging from the wardrobe all morning um, <laughs> because because he was watching. Uh, <laughs> well, we need someone while he's. Uh, Doing his morning routine of watching his friends, uh, his yeah, friends, was, his friends watching... movies. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of an asphyxiwax to penance, you know, the, the, the final <laughs> entry in the August Underground series. Anyway, uh, <laughs> she, uh, so he, he's, he's craning, he's craning his neck around this corner, as you do, and then he sees Art the Clown and his little girl mate uh, playing with this dead opossum uh, like ripping its guts out and all of that Um, and he's horrified by this he sees that and he's absolutely horrified and it's like mate your fucking mates are the ones who found this and were poking at it in the first place why is what this clown's doing into it any more horrifying I'm assuming he's horrified because this clown is supposed to be dead and and killed nine people well maybe could be be that it's maybe one of those points where it kind of you know, because the film itself does that quite soon. Um, you know, you loved this a minute ago, so what's what's the problem now? Oh, uh, good point. Yeah, there, there might be a bit of a meta commentary there. I'm assuming it is. Now I think of it, probably there because times that when I think, clown killed nine people, yeah, there, whereas his friends are only up to three. <laughs> <laughs> they've, got, they've got a ways to go before they match out the clown, as far as body count goes. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, he, but this also reveals that he can presumably see the little girl. Yes. Which, uh, yeah. which the the bloke in the um, laundromat at the beginning could not. So that's something. So at first I was thinking, oh, is it, can only kids see her? Maybe. But later on, you find out that's not true. There are layers to this girl. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so he sees that and he's all horrified, and his, you know, his neck goes right in. <laughs> <laughs> and they throw it at him, I think. I think they throw it at him, and he catches it. And then the teacher happens to be wandering the hall, and she's like, oh, you've gone and fucking brought this old possum <laughs> into, yeah. the, into the school. That's not allowed. Catching it uh, as if it wasn't bad enough. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's why would you put your hands out? Into your hands and... Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, I don't want that to go on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bit weird but you know that's horror movie logic you always catch the head or the guts or whatever that have been thrown at you I suppose uh, you do though if someone goes to like pretend to throw something at you even if they're throwing acid at you you'll still go oh, like as if you're as if you're gonna I better catch it 
Yeah, the, no, there, there is a scene later on where uh, Leech gets thrown at someone and they do indeed take a break from screaming to... No, I'm kidding. Uh, anyway, uh, to try and catch it. It's, um, a, it's, one of the, it's one of the themes. If Stephen King wrote this, that would be the, the message. Sometimes... <laughs> Sometimes not catching is is better. <laughs> the moral of the story: you don't need to catch everything. Um, but if it was Stephen King, they'd all have baseball mitts to do it with. So that, that's uh, that's the other thing. So he gets this yeah. possum thrown at him. The teacher is like, "You're not allowed to have a dead opossum in the school." So he, he gets in trouble, uh, gets sent home, and suspended. I think. Um, this is, I think we're on Halloween day here, or something close to it anyway. Yes. Um, meanwhile, the girl, uh, the, the teenage daughter, Sienna, uh, is chatting with her friend. We get introduced to her friend group. Um, there is a loud and sassy one. And then there's the sort of there is. softer spoken and nice one. Um, I think the nicer one's called Ali and the sassy one is called Brooke. Uh, Brooke, for some reason, comes along and starts going on about, oh, do you see the, the interview of that, that woman that Art the Clown mutilated oh, yeah. last year? And we get yeah. a bit of a flashback to that. That's from the first film. Uh, this yes. woman with her face all eaten off. Um, uh, so she starts going on about that, kind of un- unbidden. And uh, Sienna has a weird, weird uh, kind of panic attack reaction to it. Um, presumably yes. because she saw Art the Clown in her Clown Cafe dream, and it's a bit it hits a bit closer to home now. I don't know, but that's what happens. Yeah, it's in Nightmare on Elm Street. It would do that. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah. Except it would do it in the right key and in the right tune. But it, but they would do that. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that might happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so she has this big panic attack, and then that's kind of the end of that bit. Because then I, I think pretty straight away from there, it cuts to then going to this uh, costume store because she needs to replace yes. the wings for her Halloween costume that got set on fire. So she's, in, right. a costume, yeah. so she's in a costume store, and who did, who should she fucking bump into but Art the Clown? Just there. <laughs> typical. Um, typical. Typical fucking clown in a costume store. Um, and, he's, and she's instantly, you know, kind of afraid because of it. Um, keeps trying to avoid him. He keeps popping up, uh, you know, honking a horn at her. Or this is one bit where he's sort of putting putting sunglasses on. Isn't it? That's the, right. Yeah. The yeah. kind of joke sunglasses rack, and you know, she turns away and turns back, and he's got a different pair on. He's got different. Yeah. I thought that was quite good. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. This is the kind, it kind of thing my daughter might do. I was like, oh, all right, that's yeah. good. I enjoy this. Or it's the kind of thing. It's it's like um, in in. T three of the of the T's from the James Cameron T's. Yeah. Isn't there's a there's a similar gag in in, in that at the start when um, the Terminator's putting on the the glasses and you expect it to be like in the last film, but yeah. the joke is they're 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 silly. They're silly, I silly remember glasses. that, yes. To, yes. Yeah, it's, it's good and it goes on for a very long time. I think he goes through about five or six different pairs of glasses with her looking away yeah. and then cutting back and he's got a different pair on and you know, it's, it's you like that. money's worth. Yeah, it's like that Stuart Lee shill bottle shit bottle thing, where it, <laughs> it starts off funny, then it becomes annoying, then it becomes funny again. Um, yes. Yeah, that happens, and she's all you know, all bothered by it. But and he's he's acting a bit menacing, but then she manages to leave, and he doesn't follow her at this point. Instead, he decides no. to turn his attention to the very 
begrudging costume shop worker who really doesn't seem to want to be there. Um, no, and for someone in a costume shop, he's very hostile to the idea of people who are in costumes. Putting on costumes. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, sir, would you please stop putting on those glasses? I said, well, what, what, what are you for then? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and he brings up, he, he tries to buy, he, he, lo- he does that, that cool thing where it's like, oh, you know, something's going to go wrong because he locks the door and turns the sign from open to close. And then um, yes. Art goes up to him trying to buy a horn. Now, at this point, I wish you know what's going to happen, right? When he when he locks the door and yes. you know what's going to happen. I don't think we needed to see this one, really. This kill, this particular kill. I think they just hadn't had one for a while, so they sort of needed to put one in. But I wish we hadn't seen it. it d- d- why Why do you wish? Did you wish because... Is it because the scene's too long, or, or is it a reaction to what, you're, to what they actually show, or...? Yeah, it's a, yeah, a bit of both. Um, first of all, I think... So what happened, uh, long and short of it, is he kills the costume store employee, and then there's a gag a bit later where the store's closed and some parents with their kids looking in going, no, it's closed, and he's standing... Art the Clown is standing among the displays holding the costume shop owner's head, so he looks like a like a prop. Yeah. And I thought, oh, but that's quite good. But you don't need the bit where you actually see the guy getting killed. I think it would be far more effective to cut from, you know, from him locking the door and you know what's going to happen. And my main reason for that is, first of all, it just didn't look very good, that that whole bit where he sort of cuts his yeah, head off and uh, sort of stamps on it. Yeah, it, it just didn't look all that great. And I felt, you know, that costume shop owner, right, no one really deserves what's coming to them in this film, but... That costume shop owner just—he seemed like he was having a bad day to begin with. Yeah, he did, yeah, he, he had things going on. Like you know, it's like, if you you can't be on top form all the time. It's like, <laughs> yeah, know, um, I know. It just seemed a bit like, oh, okay, here we go. It, it felt a bit perfunctory that bit, like that that killing scene. Well, was like, all right, we have to put one in. Let's let's get the fake head out. It's, and, it's, it's also one of the reasons why I felt like. A sort of false sense of security, um, mm. because as you say, that scene, you know, compared to the stuff in the first, maybe it's a because of how it's lit. Maybe the, the effect is actually no better or worse. It's just lit differently. Mm. Um, but so I was like, okay, so this is, is this is how the this is going to go. So it's going to look like that, which is quite different to how it looked before. So so this again, I can understand this. This 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 makes sense. I can see why people are. Yeah, I think they tried to make it quite realistic. Like they, they did a, presumably a digital effect where they um, kind of mapped the guy's blink, blinking eyes onto the onto the clearly fake head. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if it looked that great. It just it just wasn't that good, really. It wasn't a great killing. No, but it was one of the ones that it would make sense if people said, "Oh, it's such a blast with that scene, like it's so over the top." And you're like, "Yeah, well, I, you know, yeah, I can see that. It's not, it's it's ludicrously uh, indulgent, but it, but it's it's yeah. it's not crossing a line into into I don't want to see this. No, for that, me, anyway. that, um, no, that comes uh, comes next. I think pretty yeah, soon, pretty yeah. hot on the heels of this one, then you get to the scene which uh, has sort of become infamous like the first one had the hacksaw through the through the wobbly bits and this one yes. has this I think people are referring to it as the bedroom scene as if you bedroom couldn't as if you, just because it happens in a bedroom but the, there's <laughs> I don't know I don't know why that's what's stuck as the identifier but um, 
Fair enough. Yeah, nobody calls the the bit that you were talking about in the first one. Nobody talks about the, the warehouse you know, the, bit. The, yeah, the warehouse bit in the dark. Oh, but yeah, yeah. The, the the bedroom. But I guess yeah, yeah. Where do you start with giving like a specific thing that happens in that scene? Quite a lot happens. I think it's probably an, an, enough to say that it's a point where the film does start to cross lines that it hasn't. Yeah. Until now, it's, it's been yeah, it's been tasteless and it's been you know it's it's been over the top and it's been yeah. um, sloppy and splattery. But yeah, people yeah. who are maybe a bit apprehensive are thinking to themselves at this point, oh, I, I can do this, I can handle it. It's nasty, but I can handle this. And then they've got they got they yeah. got a shot coming. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Now how we get there is that. Um, this girl, the nicer friend, the softer-spoken one, uh, presumably has been followed home by Art the Clown from the costume store, or it's just pure happenstance, I'm not sure. Just, um, yeah. But she's handing out candy uh, to children who are trick-or-treating on her on her street, <laughs> yes. which is quite nice, but it, th- there's a, a strange thing going on here, which I noticed, where you see at least two different instances of the process of trick-or-treating happening before the scene actually begins. As if now this this reminded me of something in Tommy Wiseau's The Room, where there's a coffee shop scene where you see two different customers going up and yeah. making their order. As if you need to explain what you know how this works. What? A, what a, yeah. <laughs> now at this point, uh, granted, it's we wanted this movie to go international. Fair enough, but I think everyone more or less gets how trick or treating works. I don't know if you needed yeah, to see it I, I, explained yeah, twice know. before. <laughs> Not as if you really need to understand it for what happens next. But anyway, so these kids trick or treat. She's all nice, giving them candy. Then Art the Clown turns up with a with his you know his big bin bag. Um, that's that's, him, that's a good gag as well. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know that's good. But uh, but she's um, even though she's the the nice girl, you know the, the sort of softer spoken one who you know something bad's coming to her, but. I'm not sure if you thought it would be this bad, but she she is quite rude to him. But she's all nice to these yeah, kids, she, and she, she basically says, she "Oh no, fuck off!" You're an issue. Yeah, she's like, "Fuck off! You're too old." Like I have, yeah, I have a strict limit like, on like age here, and you're you're too old to be trick or treating. Rather than just giving him some candy and telling him to go on his way, she's also been very presumptuous. I mean, uh, when um, Benjamin Button looked like that, he wasn't very old at all. So so she's or Jack. <laughs> Exactly, it could have been so, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so honestly, she's she's in the wrong here, at least for now. Not saying she deserves what's coming to her because of it, but, you know. Yeah, you can there's, see why there's an she argument to make. His, his book of um, brutalities <laughs> to come. Uh, yeah. You can see why she's in there. Yes, and um, uh, those brutalities come almost instantly <laughs> after... Yeah. After his slide, I think she finally does relent and sort of throws some candy at him and goes, "All right, be gone with you, fuck off, creep." And that's right. Yep. And then she goes back into the house, and you know, horror of horrors, surprises of surprises. She's um, he's in there now. He's broken in, and uh, yes. he chases her up to her bedroom. And this is when <laughs> the bedroom scene begins in earnest. And uh, God, I don't know where to start with that. Uh, it's a bit like it's like. A sort of Benny Hill August Underground scene. It happens very, yes. very. It's, it's extended in the sense that a hell of a lot happens, but it is quite fast. 
to the point where I can't remember what order what happens in. I remember he slashes her face open through the eye, so her eye sort of starts bulging out. Yes. Then he's slashing her up all good and proper all over the place. He tears... Uh, yeah, it... He tears her her hand apart through the fingers, so it sort of splits in yes. half down down through the forearm. He rips another arm off entirely and starts whacking yeah. her with it. Um, yes. He... I don't know, but all of that goes on for what feels like quite a while, and you're like, oh, God, that's, that's a bit much. Yeah, it's, it's like... Um... It's like three or four minutes, but it it feels like fifteen. Yeah, uh, it's. Well, then he because uh, then he, he leaves, and she's all you know, as she would be. Yes, uh, a bit of a wreck, and you're like, oh god, that was that was a bit much. But then he he pops back in, and he's only gone and grabbed some bleach powder and uh, what vinegar, I think, or something like that. Yes. Yeah. And he starts throwing that all over her wounds, and then he's forcibly rubbing it in. It, yeah, it feels a lot more uh, a lot more aggressive than anything in either of the first, you know, the first half of this one or the f- first film entirely. I think. I think there's a reason they got the notoriety it got. Okay, so so this is the point where I start to feel really weird about some of the some of the talk surrounding it. Um, you haven't used the word hateful yet, which I'm surprised because that's the. Well, you see, this is the thing that, that I think a lot. Of I think this film and a lot of the talk around it, um, I've been confronted with just how hypocritical I can be, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know it's it's a kind of um, it's like well well if a horror film does it and it and it knows that it's doing it, okay well that's different that that's different than mm. if um, you know than if than if um, Todd Sloan. <laughs> doing it or whatever that's it's the kind of um you know up until about 2021 anyway Kanye West could pretty much say anything um <laughs> and uh, I I would be like yeah but you finally got that <laughs> no, yeah, no he's, he's got he's, he's wrong there I have hit the point where I think he should probably be kept out of the road for a while. um <laughs> but prior to that I mean things that I I mean if 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 some sort of strumming fringy arsehole like like myself was 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 to say you know a, a fraction of what Kanye would say in an average kind of uh, just a kind of <laughs> a, a sort of medium strength Kanye say um and they'd said it once I would never listen to them again um yeah. he you know he, he he starts the day like that and then and then builds <laughs> as he goes on so it, it's kind of like um there's stuff in 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 this and in, in what people are saying about it, because I, f- I find it really weird that people are talking about something with a scene like that, mm. and they're talking about it about how f- much fun it is. And I'm thinking, but and then I'm thinking, well, was I having fun? Because because I was definitely I felt it and I was energized by it and I enjoyed mm. being provoked and angered even and upset in that way and it was it was exciting to have that going on. Would I say what they're saying if I was a bit more honest about it? Um, I don't know. So I, I didn't see the first film until recently um, because I, to be honest, when if I did hear it mentioned, it probably didn't stick because uh, I, I just I, I don't like 
slasher films especially i don't yeah. have any moral issue with them in fact some of them are are a, a lot more um progressive than many more performatively progressive things are um i i just don't with with a very few exceptions i just i don't enjoy them i don't I, I, it bores me um yeah because the ones that i like tend to be ones like this actually that are that are that have got other stuff happening and mm-hmm. um whereas most of them uh certainly the sort of 1980s um north american ones anyway where, where the, the template seemed to be something really easily replicated like um friday the 13th mm. uh and i just I, I mean that series of films it yeah it's iconic because because they hit on a yeah. incredible bit of uh of of des- design eventually three films in they realized what to do to make jason into an art the clown type character um so we remember that but the actual films themselves are, are really really dreary even when they started like so recently I, I i put on the sixth one jason lives um because i remembered like an, i don't an, think i ever go that far well it's the point when it starts it's at the point where it stops pretending that there's anything it, it goes full supernatural kind of yeah. zombie Jason from there on so mm-hmm. he's resurrected at the start um, he comes up out the grave and he's all you know so a, but it's it's also it's full of it's full of jokes about the kind of film that it is mm-hmm. um, and I suppose a long time before people started thinking that they were the first one to make these jokes uh, about those films that were making those jokes about themselves to begin yeah. with Um but but still, I mean, you, you have to work hard to find half an hour of worthwhile stuff in any given five film block of them. Um, so so I avoided it for that. The same way that I didn't see um, Hatchet and things like this. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they're. I'm sure, I'm sure they do their thing. Yeah. Uh, people seem to, to respond to them. But so I suppose maybe because I had a bit of time in my hands and it was the time of year and I was curious by this thing that people were talking about. So I I, I watched the first one. Yeah. It took, um, it took a lot of different people saying it in various different ways for me to think, oh, maybe I should watch that then. Because like yeah. you, I heard it. Uh, someone said, oh, that one's good. And I was like, oh, is it? Fun? Probably not. And kind of yeah, ignored yeah. it. But then, yeah, eventually I had heard it from enough different people that I thought, all right, I'll give that a go. And I'm, I'm glad I did. And I'm glad that I saw this too. Um but yeah, I get what you mean. Like, slashers to me also are, have become kind of boring once you've seen a few of them. Um, which again, it, it's not to say there aren't good ones, but yeah, uh, you know, you can see one from sort of each batch. You can see, you know, like a Dario Argento one, and then like the American seventies, yeah. you know, the iconic ones from the seventies, and like a Halloween or something like that. But mm-hmm. Maniac maybe from the eighties or yeah, stuff like that. But Actually, mainly I, I can't call that a slasher. I mean, kind of, but yeah, um, it's, a, it's 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 slasher adjacent. Yeah, slasher uh, adjacent. Uh, right. But then, yeah, the, the the endless slew of them, and even things like uh, your next, which a lot of people said sort of reinvented um, the slasher genre in some way. I didn't find that to be true, really, myself. But I've only seen it the one time. I like the film. I like the film, but I I didn't I. I didn't find that particular thing to be true either. I didn't think yeah. it felt like a slasher film really at all. Right. Um, I mean, it's interesting because Halloween is 
is one of the very few of the ones that you know that most people will have be aware of that is actually really creepy and really eerie yeah in a way that isn't far removed from how the first terrifier was really creepy mm. um uh, but so this is so when people would say you know oh it's a throwback to the the and i'm like so i was watching it and i was like fuck it like jesus christ like this like what is this throwing back to? Because no film was like this back then. Like, if you think about it, when people talked about the burning or something, it was one shot they would be talking about. Yeah. Oh, and you see his fingers come off. Mm-hmm. Like, for a second. Like, in no way is it comparable to something like this. Um, and not only that, but the the the, the violence is, is so sickeningly... <laughs> Like there, there are bits when it when I was feeling like what he'd done, and I have, I wouldn't be surprised if he did, if he had live leak on one side of the screen, and then you know, you know, he's designing his thing on the other, and he's just going through frame by frame, like like there was a video in the early two thousands or whenever file sharing was was at the point where yeah. people were sharing this kind of stuff, and there was a video of of a of a, a soldier. Uh, a, 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 re- Chechen, a rebel soldier, Chechen soldier yes, with the one. head on uh, the foot on his head. Very, yeah, yeah. 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 That, uh, I, mean, I think, is, unfortunately, a lot of us saw that. Well, that's the kind of that's what I was seeing in in Terrifier, and I was like, but but I couldn't understand why nobody was saying, "Fucking hell!" Like, because this isn't because I think what, what I started to get a wee bit. A wee bit moral panicky about it even was <laughs> so we're at a time now where something like this the sort of the stars have aligned and um it's at the point where you know people are watching things at home and studios are releasing big films straight to their services mm-hmm. where this sort of stuff is also it's right beside it so there's a sort of I know you have to work hard to get noticed, but you can be noticed, um, and you're right there. You're in the same space, and then if it's playing in cinemas, well, that's again, that's a, a mainstream sort of space where where people kind of know what's going to happen. So if they go to, so if they hear about this horror film, um, and you know it's really intense and it's really full on, and it's you know it's a real, you know it's, it's a buzz to get through it, um, there's still aware that they are going to see that in a cinema um, mm. and there is an unspoken agreement between between the films that you see in those kind of spaces and the audience who goes to see them. Yeah. So yes, it might be full on and it might be you know way more graphic than than you've than you've seen before. but a combination of the the talk, which is how much fun it is um, and the fact that it's playing in this space, you don't think there's any chance that you're actually going to be damaged or harmed by it. And I think that if you stumble onto something like Terrifier, not knowing that that is what you're going to get, I think it could potentially really fuck you up. Um, because it's not it's not Evil Dead type stuff. It's not even Evil Dead remake type stuff. It's something else. It, it's that there's a, there's a degree of fidelity, I suppose, to... to to genuine atrocity footage and things like that that makes that really, really, really hard to watch. Um, even if the the shots, you know, set against something else that's maybe more 
um, get more stuff flying about the place. Um, what what's there and is is I think infinitely more distressing for that reason, because when you see those videos and stuff, like people do behave in weird ways and they, mm. they do take on this kind of rubbery texture and they do um, but usually filmmakers don't go there or if they do it's, it's it's briefly you know it's it's kind of the cliche now is it's in everything from um, well I won't name the recent film it's in but it's in Halloween 2 the Rob Zombie one and it's in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood the smash in the face in um, yeah from Irreversible I suppose Irreversible that, Pants Labyrinth kind of, that a bit yeah yeah, with the bottle, yeah. So that's that's the, so that stuff I, I think is 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 uncomfortable. Mm. But but this is something that is, you know, that's what you're there for. Um, I don't know. It just it just seemed really strange that people were talking about it the way they were, um, and nobody seemed to think it was weird or. Yeah, I mean, I, I would be surprised. I'm sure plenty of people who gravitated towards something like Terrifier were, you know, like us on the internet in the 2000s where you could stumble upon that stuff very easily or just have it shown mm. to you in a school computer lab. But um, I think somewhere in between then, we also got, um, you know, the prol- proliferation of things like the disturbing movie Iceberg and uh, um, YouTubers and stuff like that kind of bringing a new set of eyes to certain films that probably would have um, gone over people's heads so things like Cannibal Holocaust yeah. and stuff like that and I remember you know as a relatively young movie fan and horror fan trying to get hold of some of the stuff it was quite difficult and in the UK especially getting hold of like the uncut Cannibal Holocaust because uh, the UK version had a, a good chunk of it cut out for animal cruelty among yeah. other things um, was quite difficult and you'd have to really be trying to to sort of find that now you know i mean the the, angel's melancholy was on youtube for for the longest time which is quite shocking but if you wanted to come across something like a serbian film i think was quite a big one yeah in terms of like people challenging each other to watch it um yeah but you could find that you could get that on amazon you know you can rent that on amazon prime so it became a lot so i think I i guess what i'm saying is that maybe people didn't necessarily they haven't needed or necessarily seen the real life, you know, real footage, um, real gore footage or uh, death footage that we might have seen, but they might have been kind of inured to a more realistic or a more extreme type of violence in films because of things like Serbian film or maybe even the Human Centipede 2 to an extent, you know, which yeah. is a lot more visceral and kind of lifelike. I, I, I don't know if it is particularly lifelike but maybe not in the same way that you're talking about but it's definitely a step above even you know even some of the nastiest films from the 70s and 80s um yeah, in terms of content and even the ones um you, you mentioned there um serbian film and, and humans i mean these were things that people were talking about mm. but they weren't going to see them and they no. certainly weren't saying how much fun they were. No, <laughs> you know. No, and that's if you true. did see those things, if you went on YouTube and you saw these, you know, disturbing film things, you went to the film in question, knowing that's what you were doing. Yeah, no, good you point. Were approaching that. Yeah, good um, point. Terrified to if you has heard kind of about stuck it, in there. Yeah. Yeah. If, if 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 it's because it's you know it's just this scary clown that's on TikTok or whatever and it's in the cinema. Yeah. Well, that's different. No, you I know, think that, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, I think so the, the the scene. 
No, no, go ahead. Oh, no, so I was, I was just going to say, I think the Terrifier, I think it is for some reason more palatable, partly because even by starting to watch it, you sort of have an agreement going on with the character and with the filmmaker that you know it's not it's not as I don't want to say not as sincere but it, there is something slightly jokey and surreal to it to begin with which uh, it does make it more jarring when you get these like, really graphic scenes and really kind of realistic scenes turning up but you're still remembering to yourself oh but it's, it's Art the Clown at the end of the day, you know, and yeah. and the way that this bedroom scene is done, even though it is incredibly brutal and, and graphic, it's, it's also so fast that you don't really get much time to process any one particular thing that's happening. And it's, it, even though it is realistic to an extent, it's also quite cartoony, you know, ripping an arm off with his bare hands. And yeah. it could, you know, I, I'm sure some TikToker has put yakety sacks under it already. And... Uh, <laughs> That will be doing the rounds. If he hasn't, then I will. I'll, I'll get plenty of views for that, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> I, I see, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. I, 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 can't, I don't think there's any one particular um, shot or necessarily in that sequence. But it, it, is, it is different to what has happened before. It is, um, you're right. And it's kind of weird because when, when people are talking about the film, they're excluding the experience of the people who walked out. They're including that as part of your experience. So yeah. you'll go to see it, and there'll be people walking out, like as if that's part of it. Yeah, like, um, that did happen to me, as, the, as I said. Some teenagers in yeah. front of me walked out after that. Yeah, and, you know, that that's... I mean, everyone gets a wee bit of a buzz from that, from people getting up and leaving and stuff. But yeah. then the what, what you wonder is, well, why did that make them leave? And... I guess as well, how long were they thinking they wanted to leave, but because they're in public, because they don't want to be making a scene, they don't want to be feeling mm. like people are... So so maybe they were there for a lot longer than they actually wanted to be in the first place. Um, My guess is it was, in their case, it was probably one of them. One of them wanted to leave and they were on dates, so they all sort of had to go. Yeah, so so, so, yeah. so they all go. Um, I mean, that, 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 that scene does things that I think make you really uncomfortable. Mm. Um there's something in the performance which is, um, you know, th there is a sense of collusion. Um, you know, okay, so you've come this far, so come on, now we're going to this. There, there is a sense of you're, right, come on, um, or don't. So it's either you come in or you don't, but but this is about to go to this place. Um, mm. And it's almost like a challenge is issued to you. Like, so you thought, you know, you were safe enough, well, this is about to happen. There, there's something in the performance of art at that point that is clearly gesturing to us and saying mm. come on we're, we're about to properly yeah i suppose narratively it happens at around the same point that the hacksaw vagina scene in the first one that's right, happens yeah. so it seems like that's that's right he, he obviously the mr leone knew the, the that scene had gained some notoriety and obviously figured he had to one-up it um I, I will the, say the this. Other... Uh, sorry, I will say this. I'm glad the um, there was, uh, for the most part, in the entire movie. There's no he doesn't bother uh, doing like sexual violence, really. Um, no, which he yeah, could I mean, that, that would... very easily have done, and that would have made it feel okay. This is just gross now, a bit grim. Yeah, it, it that's that's probably again part of why, um, I, I guess, part of why people 
are happy enough to talk about it the way they are because it doesn't have that. Because, yeah, I think if it did, it would I mean, be I a very a bit, different story. Yeah, yeah, I, I get a bit weirded out when people talk about the first Evil Dead sometimes. Um, because yeah, all, be all, all tree, that stuff. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I mean, it's that that kind of that turns into something else. And mm. as far as I know, Sam Raimi even came to regret including that bit. Um, yeah. But regardless, in one of the things when I was reading through this, um, I didn't read very much from Damien Leone because I think sometimes the last person who can tell you anything useful about a given film is the person whose name is on it. Um, yes. Because there's often quite a gulf between what they think they've done and what they have done or, or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But so he was talking about this. So I, I spent quite a long time looking at um, real death footage, I suppose, and photographs. Um, a yeah, few years you had back, a reason to do it, by the way. I had a reason for doing <laughs> it. Um, I, I was... So I was, I was doing my thesis, and it was... it was, it was was I was looking at Mondo film, and I was looking at death tape compilations, and, um, and quite a while into that, um, I saw a photograph um, of one of Jack the Ripper's Victims. Mm-hmm. Um, Mary Kelly, is it? I, I can't remember. It, it may well be. Um, I can't remember which one it was. Um, the one where she's completely eviscerated and uh, lying um, on a yes, bed? Yes, on the bed. Yeah. Yeah. Ironically, I mean, that. Damien Leone, you, you've heard this? Yeah, that's. that's That was his inspiration yeah, for that so, one bit? Yeah. That was his. <laughs> so, I mean, that that's one of those images where. It's kind of like when you see a comedy from the nineteen twenties and you and you're really finding it funny and you're like, mm. wow, I didn't know stuff that old could make me laugh like that. <laughs> and it's like you wouldn't. It's like I, I kind of felt like that with that photograph. It's like Jesus All Christ. Right. Like there, there's no sense of historical distance there. I mean that that's yeah. right here. Um, and then he said that that he was looking through the Damien Leone said he he saw this photograph and he thought, what would Art the Clown have to do? to get somebody into that state. So working backwards... Reverse engineered it, yeah. And that is maybe what everyone's doing who's making stuff like this. And maybe they just don't have... Maybe he's just more honest than other people. Yeah. I find that really fucked. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like like you've taken this image of what is... Like, 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 like that, like it's, it's, it's horrific. Um, it's, it's one of those things that just won't leave you. Right. And it's like you saw in it, you saw well, how, in that. How could I make a clown do this? For a, yeah. <laughs> what, what would an audience love for this? Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I suppose that, I, that, I don't know. You know that that probably is somewhat the thinking behind violent movies in the first place. You know, I mean, similar well, process anyway. It's based on reality. Um, it, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you can single him out for for that, but I don't. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, as I, I'm, well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I think he's just maybe he's maybe just saying things that other people maybe wouldn't, but that doesn't mean maybe you know that he's doing anything different. But I still think the film is different in those ways yeah. to a lot of stuff that would be. Um, I mean, it's a bit of a whenever slasher films get talked about, or whatever. I mean, uh, somebody necessarily has to mention misogyny and things like this at some point mm. even though the slasher films I don't think necessarily the ones that most people think about I don't think they were um, but he but so this it's something that he's been asked 
as you yeah and he's and 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 the the actor as well um i heard him and he said well no because because art the clown hates everybody and so he treats everybody the same way mm. but he clearly doesn't um so so all hallows eve which i watched um so basically that um so we had the short film which was called terrifier also and it's basically a woman encounters art the clown in a sort of um uh, I suppose a, a gas station type situation at night, um, and so that's so. So the person who was putting this anthology together wanted to make basically VHS, but cheaper. Um, and he saw this on YouTube, and he got in touch, and he said, "I I love that clown. So so can we? Can I use that? And I'll get a couple of other directors." And then Damien Leone apparently said, "Well, look, I've got a couple other things lying about." If you let me, I mean, I can do that for you, and and then that can be that. And that but became it's, it's, it's clearly, right? Yeah. So so, I mean, it's it's so transparently the case that it's it's selling that character for mm. future, you know, because the whole way through it, yeah. Like, so 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 it's this. These kids are in the house uh, with uh, with uh, an older woman. I don't know if she's a babysitter or or, or she's her mum. I can't remember. But the young guys get a videotape. Somebody left this videotape in his trick or treat bag or something like this, um, and so she puts it on, and and you see then the three, and so the first one is, is a, a short film that starts with the art decline character, um, in a, I think in a, in some sort of public space that's empty, like a bus waiting area kind of place, mm-hmm. um, and then she's taken away, he disappears, and she's taken away. To by these demons and and Satan appears, and there's all this unpleasantness and um, it ends with her clothes being ripped off and um, mm-hmm. and in the and then it goes back to the people who are watching it and the the kids are saying oh I really love that clown <laughs> like he was so funny and like he was so scary but and I, I'd love to dress up like him and things like this and um, you're like okay <laughs> right, <laughs> we can see how you're trying to build this here so and yeah. then the next story is the woman with the painting and there's this alien thing in the house. And the alien chases this woman about the house, and eventually gets her, gets a better of her. The end. Um, then the terrifier thing starts, and there's this woman, and she's being pursued by this thing, and Art the Clown follows her, and, and and you know the various terrifier type stuff happens, and it concludes. Uh, <laughs> there's a point where, well, it's not the conclusion, but there's a point where. Um, she drives into a tree, um, and when she wakes up, uh, her arms are removed, her legs are removed, and Art the Clown is sort of giggling that thing he does, and yeah. she's got slot and bitch and pig and cunt written in her, and there's a shot from high above where she's naked, um, with this stuff written on her and no arms and legs. Um, and it's like, <laughs> well, clearly that, you know, the, <laughs> that argument oh well he, he treats everybody the same doesn't apply there because right. he wouldn't do that to one of his male victims um, he wouldn't use those words because it wouldn't make sense mm. um, and also you had free reign to do whatever you wanted with these characters that you've created to showcase in these short films and they all tell the same story and right. it's a story about a woman is chased around by a big Satan or um, a big alien or a big psychopath clown, and what happens? Well, he chases her around, and she then Satan rapes her, uh, or or the the alien 
drags her off somewhere, we don't know what happens, or or the clown cuts her arms and legs off and writes cunt and bitch into her. And it's like, you could have done with anything you wanted. And that's what you, that's as much as, that's as far as your imagination went. Yeah. Uh, and then that can't help but sort of hang over a bit whenever you realise, or when you're watching Terrifier 2, and the most the scene that seems to really put us back into it most is that mm. one in the bedroom. Um, so there, uh, I, I don't, I mean, so it's complicated, but I still think there's something a bit iffy in that the default for his, especially when he says things like, like, so there's a scene with a male character getting stabbed in the bullet. Um, and in the new one, um, mm-hmm. getting his getting his 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 his, his willy stabbed, um, and he's and Leone has said, um, yeah, we had all these mad ideas, like we were thinking about like making a, a balloon animal yeah, out of it and that. stuff, and and he's like, but we didn't because I thought that would, that be, would be in poor taste, yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> but this so, scene, this so, scene passed, passed so, the taste yeah, test. So, so, it's yeah. It's like so. It's, so so. It's not that you're just being as outrageous as possible, and all the shit you can think of, you're just gonna go with because fuck it, because this is the kind of film this is. Yeah. It's not. You're working from a from a code that you have where you decided that that over there, that comedy business with the with somebody's knob, well that's too far. Mm. But this stuff over here isn't. And you know, again, that you end up. I mean, I sound like I'm really <laughs> like, like it does. It does undercut I, it in the scene. Some I think it cuts to you know in the in this teenage girl's bedroom. It cuts to she's got this big sign that says hashtag blessed, even though she's yes. had the worst <laughs> luck of anyone in in the entire film so far. So I think that yeah, they're clearly trying to lighten it up a little bit, and I think it's presented in a way where it's so fast and over the top that it's almost like. Something you might see in Family Guy to an extent, but obviously it's yeah, yeah, it's pretty full on. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's I, mean I, the, I went I went harder there than I really than I meant to. <laughs> like I'm not as down on it as that suggests, but I, I I think it's 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 a it's difficult sometimes, and it should be, I suppose. It should be if it's if it's doing its job. Then you should be conflicted. I think at least some of the time. Yeah. Um, so, I mean. <laughs> but anyway, this clown has killed this girl. Drop on by the clown cafe. The grub is downright gruesome, but your appetite's obey. Cause food's a little funny. Food's a little funny. Food's a little 